welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Hey there, well it's podcast time again and I am excited to be talking to you today. Uh, again, I mean, just, just love this series that I'm able to do week by week, uh, teaching truth, teaching the Bible. Today I want to talk about really what I'm zeroing in on is experience resurrection in your soul or rebooting your life from the inside out i'm really talking about how how jesus does that and how we can cooperate with that how he he literally coaches us from within to experience the now reality of his resurrection life working from us in us from the inside to the outside and we're going to do it by by looking at the, the passage uh, in John 11 about the resurrection of Lazarus and I'm going to read a couple of verses and then talk a bit I'm just going to try and structure it that way just using the passages as our structure today uh, so I'll read a bit and then talk a bit and read a bit and so wherever you're listening to this too you'll get the the readings as we go along so I'm going to be reading it in I won't do all of it but I'll do most of John 11 out of the NIV I'm using today um, and, and we'll dive straight in and then we'll sort of make our points on the way through the passage. So uh, John 11 and verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. This is such a puzzling thing. It says, it seems there's a real tension in this scripture. Because he says he loves them so much, he knows he can do something about this, but he stays, he stays longer. And, and his statement is that this guy is not, he actually says the sickness will not end in death, which obviously it does. And he says that this is for the glory of God, uh, uh, which it obviously becomes. Um, and that, that God's son may be glorified through it. So we've got a lot of tension statements that are in tension right in this first little block here because what Jesus is doing is he's enforcing it's on purpose delaying and that delay is creating a more painful and uncomfortable uh, consequence for the friends that he says that he loves so he's like you know you probably I could go fix this now but Actually, I'm not supposed to, which means they are actually going to have to go through the whole bereavement process. But, you know, they've got four days of this. We learn later that he's been in the tomb four days by the time Jesus gets there. Uh, and their hearts are breaking for the death of their brother. And friends have come from nearby Jerusalem. I mean, the whole mourning process is really getting underway here because Jesus doesn't show up on time. Um, 
and, and he's decided to do that and allow them to go through this uh, several days of, of pain. Um, so this greater distress does become replaced because we know the story. You, you hopefully know this story that Jesus gets there and we'll get to that in a minute. He gets there and Lazarus is resurrected from the dead gloriously, powerfully, miraculously. So they really do get their hurt and pain healed up rapidly and 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 this sort of distress in their heart gets gets replaced by Jesus's resurrection remedy. So there seems to be a prolonged season of wait, delay and suffering, but it's crowned with this glorious resurrection. I think they do gain more than they lose in their prolong in having to suffer the bereavement they still end up with a resurrected brother they have a tangible experience of resurrection not just a theoretical idea about it um and they see something here because jesus is saying that this will not end in death now clearly it did end in death but that end wasn't the end and and it's like these they saw something in this that the human full stops are not God's full stops. They're not anything that's completely appears catastrophic, final to us is never final to him. Uh, he, he's the one who really has control of the full stops. Um, and they see that our needs and wants and sicknesses are opportunities for God's glory. So sometimes we mix this up and say, well, you know, I'm suffering this sickness for God's glory. No. The glory that he gets is as he heals you and resurrects you from your sickness. The carrying it is not the glory bit, just to make that clear. So that's our first little section dealt with as we're getting into this. Um, and then after he stayed there for two more days, it says in verse 7, he said to the disciples, let's go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you and yet you're going back there. So there is risk involved in going back to where Lazarus lives. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble for he sees by the world's light. It is, it is when he walks in by night that he stumbles for he has no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. This is his version of what's going on. But I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. And then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let's go that we may die with him. So there clearly was threat. Maybe Thomas is on the gloomier side, but just, just a, a little note here. There is no threat that Jesus... Jesus is not put off by threatening circumstances. There's nothing that's going to keep him out of coming to your aid or rescue. Uh, and then on his arrival, verse 17, Jesus found that Lazarus was, had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed home. Now, this is a really, we're going to dig in here in a sec. This is really interesting conversation now. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, 
If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. So it sounds like she's like, I believe you could raise him from the dead now. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. So he's straight out with it. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she was a good Jewish girl. She knew her stuff and she had faith in a future resurrection of the dead in the last day is where she's hanging her faith. Something a long way off, not a resurrection in the present. So Jesus says, I am the resurrection life. Not I will be or I have been, but right, he's saying right in front of you is the resurrection and the life. That future day has arrived and it's present right in front of you. And he says, he who believes in me will live even though he dies and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And now she says, yes, Lord. She told him, I believe that you're the Christ, the son of God who's come into the world. So, this is a great statement that she believes in the true identity of Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God. But it's a general statement made to the asking of a specific question, which is, do you believe I can raise your brother from the dead now? And she's saying, well, I just believe you're the Christ. And that sometimes we get put on that spot by the Lord and he's looking for us to... to line up our responses for what he said to us not just resorting to our excellent bible knowledge or a nice statement of theology so right here he's pressing in to say this person that you say that i am it has implications to the here and now this belief that you have for ultimate resurrection has implications in the here and now the future is invading your present and i'm here to show you what that looks like and and so after that verse 28 after she'd said this she went back and called her sister uh, mary uh, the teacher is here she said and he's asking for you uh, maybe he was we don't know it's not in the text uh, or, or maybe it was just getting a bit too close to call for Martha, this is this is challenging stuff. There, you you know, it's four days in now, and your brother's in the tomb. And you're being asked to believe by this man, Jesus, that that this can be changed. Uh, and Mary heard this. She got quickly went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly. She got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Um, she's disappointed, and I think Martha's disappointed as well. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. And Jesus and the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he open the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, 
by this time it is a bad odour, for he's been in there four days. Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed you'd see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, and I said this for their be the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said, take the grave clothes off him and let him go. Wow. And a couple of things just to really want to draw out here because I think he's been coaching them to see that resurrection reality is a present reality not a future one that his nature as the Christ has a present blessing and a present present outworking um, but he's also fully entering in how they are feeling even though he knows what he's going to do he, he he weeps with them he's deeply moved he's deeply troubled he's mourning with those who are mourning without losing sight of or grip of what he knows he's bringing to this situation and this is this is truly remarkable that jesus grieves with us he feels with us he feels our feelings he knows our sorrows uh, and he's acquainted with them and he feels them as we feel them without ever them overwhelming what he plans to do to fix them, to resurrect to resurrect them and to change them. Uh, 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 and this is a, th this gets even more potent as we consider that Jesus is incarnated inside of you. So the Jesus we read about, one of the reasons we we have the Gospels isn't just to know about the historic Jesus and that, that sense of the Gospel is absolutely what we need, but also that we can understand the Christ who is in us now. As, as Paul says, Christ is in us, the hope of glory, the life we now live. We live by the faith of the Son of God, that we, we were crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, excuse me, but Christ lives in what this what's this this jesus is in your soul this jesus is in my soul and when i'm in a spot whatever kind of spot i'm in if i'm feeling low or grieved or lost or or even happy and strong he's inside that he's feeling it with me he's not he's not in some separate compartment inside my life he is in my life he is he is in my tissue he is in my heart and he is feeling what I'm feeling, but he's also trying to coach me in the ways of resurrection. He's trying to do to my insides what he was doing to Martha and Mary. He's saying to me, do you believe I can resurrect this situation? Do you, do you believe I am the present resurrection in life? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I believe you are the resurrection in life for this situation that I face seems to have been a long time coming seems to have worn me down a little bit don't understand why you didn't come sooner but yes lord i believe you are the resurrection and life and i i allow my soul my inner life my heart to start to beat with your version of events thank you that you've you you've allowed your heart to beat with 
with how I'm feeling about this, but now I'm going to allow you to coach me into the place of how you feel about this. And I think it's so, so powerful. He's not detached from us, telling us to come up higher. He's, he's incarnate inside of us, partnering with us to lift us higher, if you like, to, to help us step out and step up into another degree of glory, into a fresh level of his perspective rather than our own without condemning us in our own he's joined to where we really are in order to move us to a place that is characterized by who he really is and and this is active inside of us all the time because paul tells us that jesus is at work and alive inside us to willing to work for his good pleasure so we see in this story jesus working out his good pleasure working out his will by working with them through them in their situation and in their grief to produce this mighty mighty miracle he's doing the same inside your heart and my heart in my soul he's coaching me to ever ever greater realization that resurrection isn't just for the future the resurrection and the life is right now this christ this son of the living god isn't just a savior that's taking me to heaven he's the strong powerful mighty kind loving one who's living in an incarnate life inside of me and he wants me to manifest that reality in an increasing measure i hope and pray that that is increasingly your experience and increasingly my experience jesus is in us jesus is able Jesus has demonstrated his ability and he wants to demonstrate it to you and I. He wants us to have continuous living testimony of his ability to turn our world the right way up, to turn our emotions the right way up, to turn our reality the right way up. And by the right way up, I mean into agreement and, and, and into alignment with how he's functioning and how he's feeling and how he sees life. So, Father, let's pray for those listening that they'd have a resurrection experience today. I pray you keep coaching us and we'd listen to that 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 teaching of the Holy Spirit inside us that that shows us uh, how to to move increasingly into that place of, of resurrection reality, the enjoyment of Jesus Christ incarnate fully inside each one of us. Thanks, Holy Spirit. Keep teaching us. Keep raising us up. Keep uh, moving scales from our eyes and sorrow from our hearts and let your joy be full. Amen. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.